the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by The Floor King and Keeping Medicare Simple. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is Always Right Radio with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number three underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. Good morning once again. Thanks for being with us. It is... uh, a Tuesday, the 25th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. We did not have Jim uh, Renacci on. We did not have Peter Kersenow on either. Uh, Peter is coming up with us on Thursday when he gets back from filming a Tucker Carlson original uh, up in Maine, which is kind of cool. Uh, so that'll be happening on Thursday, and we'll try to catch up with Jim Renacci uh, whenever we can. He's uh, got a little bit of a glitch, a little bit of a headache, and a little bit of a car issue, too, from what I understand. But uh, we're gonna uh, we'll catch up with these people whenever the opportunity allows. Phone lines are now open at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Maybe you want to respond to this. I want I, I said I was gonna play a little bit from the Battleground Talkers tour on Saturday because there were so many things that need to be shared with people who are not there. And what better forum and what better place to do it than right here? So um, I I quoted Peter Kirsten out earlier uh, from the event when he talked about how. There's no middle ground. There's no. There's nothing we can do. Productive and and positively for the country if we elect Democrats, to anything, to anything, and that was his message. That was one of his messages at the battleground tour, and I and I heard it, and it was just so, it was so appropriate, and it was so honest, and it was so raw, and it was so real. I wanted you to hear it in case you weren't there. We had a few hundred people there. I don't know how many, but I know we have thousands listening right now, so I want you to hear exactly why we are spending so much time and why this uh, midterm election is so extraordinarily vital, not just for the moment. I, I And I said this, too, to Ted Cruz. This isn't a pendulum swing kind of a thing. And we all talk about the pendulum, don't we? How the pendulum swings, and once it swings really, really far one way, it almost always comes swinging back very shortly thereafter the other way. And if the left has way too much power, boom, it just swings back. And then if the right gets too powerful, it'll swing. This isn't a pendulum swing moment. This is the pendulum breaks off uh, and crashes to the ground. 
the weight crashes to the ground. If we lose the midterm elections, particularly in the Senate, and uh, they have 52, as Ted Cruz said, they will eliminate the filibuster and then change the country without any obstruction whatsoever from us. We won't have any power. That's how important this is. So Peter did just, I thought, a terrific job of explaining why there's no middle here. You can't just vote for a majority of Republicans. You have to always, always and forever remember to never vote for Democrats, not for any reason whatsoever, because one leads to two, leads to four, leads to eight, leads to their like-minded destruction of this country. So I want you to hear this portion. It's a short portion of the Battleground Talkers Tour where Peter Kirstenow kind of lays out the instructions. Number one is, I think some of you heard me say that you cannot vote for any Democrat at all, whether it's dog catcher, senator, congressman, at all. And the reason for that is, look, I, I, I've said this. I have a lot of friends who are Democrats who have run for judicial office, um, but, and I voted for them in the past. About uh, 10 years ago, I decided that's impossible because it's part of the board. Even if it's a dog catcher and is a Democrat, you think it has no effect. It's all part of the collective, and it does have a dire effect. And you also have to send a message, unfortunately. You really do. Even if one of my good friends from law school ran for judge, the first time I voted for her, like 25 years ago, will not do so again. Nothing against her, but she has a D after her name. Cannot do it. You need to take a vow. Cannot vote for a Democrat. As nice as that person may be, cannot do it. It's that bad. It's that serious. I want to go back because, Bob, you skipped over me. I never got to say something really profound like these guys did. And, and that has to do with, um, it, it goes to something Eric had to say, but if, it, you know, a lot of people like to talk about Orwell. And, and, and in fact, he's very profound. You know, everybody's read 1984 and Animal for all those things, okay? But uh, I actually look at a couple of other authors, in addition to Orwell, and it's Arthur Kessler and Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Because they say... Darkness at noon, dude. Darkness yeah. at noon, absolutely. Darkness at noon. And we see a lot of what's happening at darkness at noon in a milder sense right now, January 6th, so on and so forth. But here's the thing. We are being asked to accept profoundly absurd propositions as if they are normal and true. When they, and here's the thing with respect to what happened with the old Soviets, and Solzhenitsyn would tell you this, and that is, if they can get you to say something like, a man is a woman, it's not so much about the transgender issue or anything like that. It's that they can get you to say anything then. The dike has been broken. Never permit them to do that. Never permit them to break you. And we're seeing that happening among people who don't have the tools to discern that they need to resist, meaning our young kids. It's happening in schools right now, this type of indoctrination. They won't know right from wrong, up from down, and that's the ultimate aim. It's not about transgenderism. And, yes, of course, that's a component of it. The larger agenda, the ultimate aim, is to get you to accept these profoundly absurd propositions. It is, as Eric indicated. In the past, I would never have said this. Um, in the 20 years I've been on the Civil Rights Commission, it was, you know, kind of, we were doing political machinations. It was, you know, maybe this side wins this issue, and maybe another side uh, wins another issue. There were incremental little differences. No, no longer. This is, I hate to say, I mean, as a lawyer, you see, you, you tend to think, you'd be embarrassed to say things like this. But this is a fight between good and evil. 
It's that simple. And if we don't accept that, we're going to lose that fight. We, we can be sophisticated and say, oh, no, this is all about this, that, and the other thing. Here's the little issue it's about. The sophisticates are going to sell us down the drain. We see this among the elites in Washington. One of the reasons why, and you've heard me tell my story, my, my evolution with respect to Donald Trump. One of the reasons why a Trump is imperative is he understands the fight we're in. DeSantis does too. This is a profound, this is not the fight of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. This isn't not your mother's and father's Democratic and Republican Party now. This is a fight between good and evil. That was the profound statement I wanted to make. And with respect to uh, J.D. Vance, look, J.D. Vance is the Republican. Vote for J.D. Vance. Get out there, break down doors, and have to drag people out, have to do it. Also, if there is a Republican running for dog catcher, water commissioner, anything, vote for the Republican. Never, ever, ever again vote for Democrats until they become sane again. <laughs> I'll give him a candy digger for that, too. Candy digger! Do you understand the, the, the point here? I, 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 you know, look, I struggle with this on a semi-regular basis when I talk about, you know, it's nice when we're unified, it's nice when we're on the same side, or at least we come to common ground, or we find a way to disagree agreeably. All of those kinds of things. I struggle with it because so many times I listen to a, a, a speech like that from Kersenow and I'm reminded, you know, that we can't. We we really can't. We we can't become friends with and be like, you know what, we're we're just a, we're good old pals here, but we just disagree on a few things. Because what they disagree on will ruin, destroy, crush this country and the future for your children and mine um, and beyond. It is that severe and that serious. That's why you can't vote for them at all, ever, ever, as Pete said, until they become sane again. And I don't know that that's something that can be reversed. I just don't. I want to hit what he said about 1984, and I talked about this yesterday at the opening of the show with Peter's thoughts from Saturday in mind. It is about mind control of the people. And what's the best way to control the minds of the people and to make them subservient to whatever you tell them? Start when they're young, when they're in school, not just in the college level, but in the real young school ages, pre-school, primary school, middle school, and high school. Convince them then that whatever you tell them is truth and then you have them forever. They won't be able to think their way out of an, an untruth because they don't know what truth means. That's kind of what Peter was saying when he said it's about mind control. Democrat promotion of the trans agenda is about control of minds. Like I said yesterday, if teachers and administrators can make your kids believe a biological impossibility that a man can be pregnant, that men can be pregnant, that biological women have male reproductive organs? Because that's what you have to believe when they say trans women are real women and trans men are real men. If you can make your kid believe that a, that a man can be pregnant 
a biological and scientific impossibility, then you can convince that kid that 2 plus 2 does not equal 4. 2 plus 2 equals 5. And if you can make them say that out loud, yes, I believe 2 plus 2 equals 5. You've got them forever. Always. There's nothing you can't make them regurgitate to you. A biological impossibility, a mathematical impossibility. If you can make them say this is real, then you have them forever. You can teach them that anything is real. You can teach them that anything that is actually real is wrong, is false, is not true. You can teach them that the sky is green. You can teach them that the grass is blue. You can force them to repeat these things back to you. That's what the pronoun fight is all about. The pronoun fight, the recognition, the acknowledgement, the what they call affirming it's not about care of a bunch of trend-setting kids who are being coerced and groomed and over-sexualized at a young age in order to advance an agenda. It's not about affirming them. It's about controlling the minds of the population, particularly the younger population. That's why over 20% of Gen Z now identifies as part of the LGBTQ community. The overwhelming number of them in the T part. Because trans doesn't just mean man to woman or woman to man. It can mean, as you know, about non-binary or uh, two-spirit or, um, you know, a state of nothingness or furries. I mean, all of these things, and you're supposed to acknowledge them. And if you force kids to address them and say, yes, I believe that that man over there is a woman. And yes, I believe that that woman over there really is a cat. If you can force them to say those things, you have them forever. That's what this is about. It's about mind control. And every Democrat is pushing for this, even if they're not verbally doing so. How do we know? Because the President of the United States, the Congress run by the Democrats, the schools, the teachers' unions, the administrators, they are all for it. And if you vote Democrat, you thus vote for this, whether you want to or not. If you vote Democrat, you vote for that mind control. It's that dangerous. So good stuff from Peter Kirsten out there. I wish I could play more of the Battleground Talkers tour, but um, I don't want to do that. I want to go to the phones, which you'll do next on Always Right Radio. When the government is so bad, you just have to laugh. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. She is such an idiot. <laughs> 1126. Uh, let's see what Joanne and Twinsburg's got to say on AM 1420. The answer. Hey, Joanne. All right. We're looking for Joanne and Twinsburg. Let me get you off speaker. Okay. Um, the perils of being on hold. Two quick points before I ask you my question. First of all, when I was a young girl way back when, I would look at my parents and say, you know, I don't understand. You know, they both want the same thing. What makes them different? And my parents would say it's not because, you know, it's not. It's how they get to what they want was the difference. You know, and it taught me those days are over because you're evil if you don't agree with them. You know, it used to be everybody wanted the same thing. It was how we got there. And that, those days are over. The other thing I wanted to say was, and I've been saying this to Marianne every time I call, 
At the beginning of the summer, I went to the library and took out a copy in 1984 and reread it. And as an old lady, it's a completely different read than as a young child, you know, and a teenager. I mean, people need to read it. There's geopolitical stuff in there that is very close to where we're heading. And people really should reread it. I mean, I, like I said, I read it when I was young. You know. Well, you know, you're you're right. I mean, I think almost anything you read is going to have a little bit of a different look to it um, sure. when you're older and you're more mature and you have a little bit more life uh, experience behind you. I agree. I read it as a kid. I also taught it uh, when I was an English well, teacher. Sure, and you I, did. Now, as I read it, and now as I read it, just as a you know, just as a grown man, a middle aged guy, um, it, it, it's startling. I mean, you know, a lot of people like to say online on on social media that you know what. Uh, uh, what 1984 was 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 a spoiler alert. Uh, it's it, this is what's coming, and and sure, yeah, I mean, it's you true. know, maybe, there, maybe a, they were 40 years ahead of their time. But yeah, I mean, he wrote it. I I I think <laughs> I think uh, I think he wrote it. Um, did Orwell as a warning? Uh, of letting totalitarian governments go too far, but instead oh, of a absolutely. warning, it's like the Democrats used it as a playbook. Uh, as right. you know, here's what we're going to follow. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> freaky. It's kind of scary. Exactly. Yeah. But the real reason I called was I didn't know if you caught on Fox this morning. If you saw it, the it was either MSNBC or CNN. One of them. They had like a group discussion with some citizens and a moderator, and they started talking about Mastriano going to January sixth. I did not see And that. the one guy said, you mean the people's house? The place where we're supposed to be able to go? You know, and they're like, well, don't you think that's terrible? And they're like, no. Well, the same place where the police were removing the barricades and opening the doors, and the moderator said, well, people were killed there. One person was killed there, an unarmed veteran. Oh, no, a policeman died. No, he died of a stroke. I mean, these people had an answer for that moderator in every single thing they asked. You know, I was, listening to, I was listening to Hugh for most of the morning. I didn't oh, okay. see that. A lot of times I'll flip back and forth between Fox well, and I'm Friends sure and Fox Hugh. Well, I'm sure Fox will show up more today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to find that. But people came right back at him. That's awesome. I mean, it was awesome. really, it was amazing. I was like, good for you. You know, that is don't so act like awesome. January 6th was all horrible. Sure, yeah. things happened. And they said that. The people who caused destruction need to be punished. They did say that. And even you know, they, though, they, and even they, though, need to be punished within the bounds of the law, including yeah, including yeah, having a speedy trial. For two years. Right, right, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, vandalism doesn't lead to a two or a four year prison sentence. You cannot charge them heavier and higher because it happened to be the Capitol building uh, any more than you did you know, anybody who trashed anything else during you know the the uh, twenty uh, twenty twenty uh, BLM riots. But I mean, they were trying to make it like Mastriano is this terrible person because he was at <laughs> January sixth. I mean, and these people. People kind of blew him away. I mean, and I'm surprised they actually aired and this it. Was an MSNBC, <laughs> this was an MSNBC it was forum? Two, it was one of those two. Yeah, it was okay. either at CNN or MSNBC. I'll dig it up. But I saw it on Fox this morning. They were telling I'm glad you told me. I'll dig it up. Uh, thanks, Joanne. Okay. I appreciate the call. It's mm-hmm. 10, or 1130. We'll get our news now. Maybe I'll hit that on the other side. Always right. Radio AM 1420, The Answer. better chance of survival if we work together together on always right we stay together we survive with bob france on am 1420 the answer okay it's 11:35. uh i think i found what uh, joanne was talking about here or at least um this is the fox mockery of msnbc rather than the actual msnbc airing of this 
Uh, but I think this is what Joanne was talking about, and it looks like it's phenomenal. Let's let's enjoy for a second here. Doug Mastriano was at the insurrection, and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Open doors. doors. People. So, yeah. oh, that's I mean, I, they opened the gates. So and it let shouldn't them in. be disqualifying for an elected official no, no, no. if they no, participated in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was the protester there, not a Capitol police. An unarmed officer. female veteran. Was that's the only one police. that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. That's not. That's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you him. make though overall of January sixth? Before I play more of this, I, I'm just the sheer ignorance of the ma- the media. It, it's either ignorance or it's dishonesty. I don't know which is worse. We always have that conundrum. This MSNBC hostess. Um, literally said that a police officer died there. It did not happen. Nothing that happened to police officers at the January 6th riot slash protest, whatever you want to call it, that's not an insurrection. Not, no police officers died there. A, a police officer did have a stroke a couple of days later at his home and died. Did not die there. And she just said a police officer did die. No. So either it's just complete ignorance because they're that impossibly stupid or they know that nobody but nobody died there no police officer died there but they're trying to spin the yarn that uh that trump supporters killed cops and they didn't i don't know which is worse blatant dishonesty or just impossible ignorance but either way i mean it was watching that footage it was pretty disturbing i mean there were people throwing excrement at the walls and it was our you know it's the capital it looked a lot like antifa's action except on a much smaller scale it looked the same as the black lives matter rights that's what i saw the similarities (laughs) what's the wow (laughs) they pushed back hard these are pennsylvania voters uh, are, are they specifically Trump voters? Did they did they impanel a group of people who are Trump supporters? Um, you know, to 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 spar with her. I, I wish I knew the context. I wish I knew the context because if they did, if they were looking for Trump supporters, then I guess they got what they they were hoping for there. But if they were just trying to find Pennsylvania voters to uh, uh, to you know rag on uh, uh, Doug Mastriano. Uh, and they found out they defended him because of, you know, the truth of what happened at, uh, the January 6th, uh, uh, protest riots, then that's, that's hilarious. Uh, I bet they wish they had that back. I bet they wish they were, would have taped this and then it never would have aired. If this went live, which apparently it did, um, this is what they get. But that's terrific. Thank you for letting me know about that. I did not see it this morning. Um, apparently it must have been on Tucker last night too, which I didn't see the entire show of either. So thank you to Joanne for that. Uh, Jim is in West Park. Hi, Jim. Go ahead, sir. Good morning. I I was I want to piggyback on what Pete said Saturday, and what you've been talking about, and Joanne. Okay. Um, Donald Trump easily won that election, and with the fraud going on, uh, that they they you can't say they. It's the deep state. In nineteen hundred, three percent of the population was federal, state, and city governmental employees. Now it's up to 38%. 
So you have that many people that are forced to go along with their state-sponsored party. Remember Romney? Oh, we can't worry about the 49%. Well, apparently he was part of the 51% because it was just BS. The Constitution is not outdated. History repeats itself. And if there's if there's uh, uh, defunding the police and reducing the military, well, that's because they're not voting for them anymore. Thank you for taking my phone call, Bob. Well, Je- thank you. Um, yes, history does absolutely repeat itself. And the growth of government, the growth of the number of people working for the government is insane. I didn't have the number you did in the years that you did from 2% or 3% to 48% or whatever, but that does not surprise me one bit. I will take you at your word for that. And the growth of government, of course, is exactly what the Democrats... I mean, this is this is a straight-up ideology. Everybody knows. Big government, small government, and big government leads to the suppression and oppression and the subjugation of the people. The bigger the government, uh, the less rights that the people have. It's just, you know, if you were to make this a pie chart, uh, you know, there's the, the giant piece of the pie continues to expand on the side of the government and the smaller that is left for... Uh, the uh, for the people. And that, of course, would lead to the crumbs that we're talking about. This is why, you know, the inflation numbers look the way they do. It's why uh, the economic numbers, Peter Kersenow, Jim, since you brought it up, and I played a little bit of Pete, he, a little bit later in that uh, uh, um, Battleground Talkers tour that we had, Pete had the numbers, uh, talking about the numbers of, uh, of of Americans who support and trust Republicans on matters of the economy, for example, versus the number of Democrats. And it's just ridiculous. It's like plus 36. The numbers are staggering. Like plus 36 Republicans have an advantage on matters of the economy in the minds of the American people. So it kind of begs the question, if the American people have seen us go from prosperity to trash Prosperity in the four years of Trump to trash under two years of Biden, God forbid there would be another two years of that. If they know, it just makes you wonder, why did they vote for him in the first place? And that goes back to the first part of your call. They didn't. And I don't care how many people want to call me an election denier. I don't care. But they didn't. They didn't vote. In 80 record numbers of 81 million people for a guy who never left his basement during the entire campaign. They didn't. They manipulated election machines, voting machines. They manipulated the mail-in vote. They manipulated the drop boxes. They manipulated the counts. And the examples of this are everywhere, even if courts refused to listen to them. And I don't care how many people say, you're an election denier and try to laugh at me or, or make me out to be some kind of a nut. Uh, I, I am I am no more of a nut than any one of the Democrats who denied elections over the course of, well, really since 2000, when they denied that George W. Bush was elected because they didn't like the fact that the Florida recount didn't go their way. Since that day, they have challenged virtually every election the Republicans have won. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Election denial. How about that, Hillary? How can you win with Russian interference, though? 
That's the real thing. That's what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you... Ooh, election denial, Kamala Harris. You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> election denial by oh, Joe sir. Biden. I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. Election denial by Jimmy Carter. Russia's Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. Election denial president by Hillary Clinton. Elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see the election denial by Jared Nadler. President. Election yeah. denial by he John Lewis. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have election a denial by denial by Dianne Feinstein. Uh, by Marsha Fudge. Assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. <laughs> One thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. More by Hillary. I, an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question. This goes on, by the way, for 10 minutes. I give you a minute 25 of it. There's 10 minutes of just Democrat, 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 Democrat saying the election was fraud. The election was not valid. The election was illegitimate. But yet we're the we're, we're the adults. We're the evil semi-fascists who are trying to create an insurrection and, 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 and stage a coup of the United States government. Unbelievable. Never give an inch. Never, never apologize. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Stay free. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.